Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at thewordprint.com. Hello and welcome to the Workprint Podcast. My name is Robert. You're ever inimitable. I'm sorry. I always say that. That's left over from my last podcast, but it's still there. And I am flanked by another Workprint contributor named Norton. And on this series, I believe it's only going to be 10 episodes deep, we will be talking and reviewing and possibly kvetching, especially in Norton's part. Definitely kvetching. About Kevin can fuck himself. Now, the funny thing is that the title itself is Kevin can F himself, but I'm quoting an actual line from the series itself last season, which was, don't say F, it sounds so much worse. So, for those of you not in the know, Kevin can fuck himself is an AMC series now in its second and final season, which is interesting because they didn't say, and I guess maybe it's clever on their part where it's kind of like they were canceled. Uh, They were renewed for a second season, but I guess they were canceled as well. Like not far after a little bit before the news came. And so instead of saying the second season, just called the final season. I don't know if they honestly planned this all along because with the premise, which we will get to in a moment, uh, doesn't seem like, I don't know how many places you can go with it and how you could really span that realm of a reality versus fantasy. I mean, if they'd actually stuck with their premise, it'd be one thing, but they kind of just went off on a weird tangent. Okay, so the premise basically is in a nutshell of I'm gonna say satire Norton possibly would say otherwise no I could see where it's supposed to be satire of uh, your typical sitcoms your network sitcoms uh, Kevin can uh, what's that one Kevin, Kevin can, can wait Kevin can, I thought it was Kevin can wait so I mean a latent uh, not ripoff but a latent uh, homage I guess homage to that, or King of Queens, or not homage, yeah, reference to those. um, Shots fired. Even with, I would even say everybody loves Raymond, in a sense. Yeah, anything that has, like, a ridiculously capable and or attractive woman Mm. paired with a slouchy or useless male... See, like, the thing is... Is essentially what they're going for? Yeah. I mean, with, uh, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, it sort of is different only than Kevin Can Wait or King of Queens, only because the latter two you see as these oafish people. In terms of Ray Romano's character in Everybody Loves Raymond, I think that was more trying to be kind of... And correct me if I'm wrong, but he was trying to play more of kind of like a Seinfeld type character where he's playing himself almost in a role. Uh, I mean... So I've it kind of, it doesn't break the mold of that, but it, it, I it's don't not... see Everybody Loves Raymond on the same level as King of Queens because as much as Raymond may be like maybe not everyone's cup of tea, he's not necessarily horrible looking. No, well that's what but, I was you know, saying. 
in in uh, King of Queens, the guy is like it's Kevin James, and he's you know. She's married to Leah Remini's character. Yes, and she's very attractive. But on the other hand, you kind of understand why they're together because she also has flaws, which you find out over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can understand because technically the show is in reference to Kevin Can Wait, which was his second series that he came out with where he yeah. plays a dude and he's married to, like as usual, a ridiculously hot wife. But the audience didn't like his wife, so yeah. they killed her off in the second season and had Leah Remini come back. Yeah. So they did kind of like a King of Queens reunion. They did. And that show only yeah. lasted about like two seasons hilariously enough as well. Yeah. So. Uh, but in this premise, there is the put-upon wife, very hot, played by Annie Murphy. And uh, you know what? I'm going to search this up really quickly now that thankfully I have my computer open. Because, I mean, it would be nice to actually reference at least a couple of the people involved. Now, the... That's what responsible journalists do. I know. I the, For uh, sort of a little bit of backstory, I did, if you guys want to actually read up on it, I wrote the uh, ref- uh, reviews on the first season uh, on theworkprint.com. So if that is your want to do, you could actually search up every single episode of the 10 episodes I believe of that possibly uh, but yes uh, the character that she's married to is a very again oafish overweight uh, he actually is sort of his look not to say that like he has a weird look but he has kind of like almost a vacant goofy stare and I think that's why they cast him because he has that look of I don't know what I'm doing and Every time he enters the picture, only him, anytime he enters the frame of the actual series, all the colors go bright, there's a laugh track behind it, all the blocking is perfect, and you could still see his wife just being miserable, but that also includes, that goes to include his circle of friends, one of which is Neil, and I'll tell you his name in a moment, the actor's name. Neil uh, and Kevin's dad, Kevin's father, and Neil's sister. So they're all kind of like a... I don't know if you want to call it a tight click. No, I mean, it's your, it's your standard uh, sitcom setup. Yeah. You know, you've got the, the best friend, the ridiculous man-child lead, mm-hmm. the hot wife that doesn't really look like she belongs, but is somehow always a nag and always a, uh, you know... A, a boon on him, not a boon on him, a plague on him. Yeah, a boon's the opposite. Opposite, yeah, no, she wouldn't be a boon. So, Annie Murphy, the wife, uh, plays Allison McRoberts, that's her last name. She's from Schitt's Creek. Yes, Eric Peterson plays his, or her wife, it, her, his, that was, wow. Wow, can you yeah. talk at all? No, I can't, because I'm looking and talking at the same time. He plays her husband, Kevin McRoberts. Neil is uh, Alex Bonifer, or <laughs> I mean, the funny thing Bonifer, is... Bonifer, really? Bonifer. Bonifer. B-O-N-I-F-E-R. Because I always want to say Boniver. Boniver. That's different. And his sister, who plays Patty O'Connor, is Mary Hollis Inbuden. I'm pretty certain that I know her face from somewhere. She has been in something else. But, yeah, the moment that reality sets in, which is when Kevin 
literally exits the frame, exits well, so, the scene. Again, that was the basic. Like, so when they did the first season and they did trailers for the first season, they did commercials for it. That was supposed to be the shtick. Was the idea that like whenever he was on scene, it was a normal sitcom, and whenever he left, it was kind of the seedy underbelly of what is the wife like when he's no longer in the room? Yeah. And then they just kind of like ruined everything. Well, I mean, please explain how they ruined everything. Because it's just not good. Like, it's it's just a terrible show. It's basically... So here's what happens. The first season, just a very quick rundown, mm-hmm. is Allison is apparently married to this guy named Kevin, and she doesn't like him, and she doesn't want to be with him anymore. But she will not divorce him, and she will not leave him no. for mystery reasons. Like, they basically boil it down to, oh, she doesn't have any money because Kevin spent all their money. Yeah. But... They do have money because they still pay their mortgage, they still survive, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know why she just doesn't steal his money and leave. Or just, you know, fucking bounce. Like, you're telling me you ain't got no family or friends anywhere else in the world? You can't leave this man? Are Mm. you fucking kidding me? So I guess they're using the sitcom marriage as an allegory for abusive wives who can't leave their husbands, which is bullshit. But anyway, not that abusive wives can't leave their husbands. That's not the bullshit part. The fact that they're using it as an allegory. Anyway... So the first season ends up with she decides she's going to kill her fucking husband. And the way she decides to do it is through opioids. Because she's like, oh, you know, the opioid uh, epidemic is great in America. And, like, it's perfect. Yeah. And you just crush the pill, sneak it into him, they'll pass out. Nobody will know any better. Because somebody in their neighborhood, like, dies from an opioid overdose. Yeah. Then you find out the fucking Patty is selling opioids, conveniently, from mm. her fucking salon that she owns. She winds up going... So she has a boyfriend at the beginning. She winds up dumping him and becoming a lesbian with the cop that's investigating the fucking opioid trade. So, you know, that's that whole side thing that nobody gives a fuck about. Like, I'm so sick and tired of the fucking... The underground American drug epidemic angle on shows. I really am. Like, I just... I can't do it. I'm I'm like, I don't care. I know it's a thing. I get that it's a real thing. Mm. It happens in suburban America. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's not an interesting angle for me. I don't watch shows like Ozarks. I never watch shows like... Uh, well, you never really watch Breaking Bad or anything I don't like, like Breaking that. Bad. Anything that has to do with drug trade or I don't like people. anti-heroes to begin with. Like, I'm, I'm, House was the closest I ever came to enjoying a show about an anti-hero. And then, you know, so they decide to go down this weird drug a- angle for no apparent reason whatsoever. So then you get the guy from fucking Batman... Uh, that was the Joker. Uh, uh, or not, the Penguin. Yeah, Robin Gotham. Lord Taylor. He plays basically like... He's not really a hitman, but no, like somebody for hire. Dealer, yeah, yeah he'll he could like be anything. paid off yeah. for whatever. So then, you know, Allison's like, well, I want you to kill my husband. Like, break in the house, make it look like an accident, yada, yada. So at the end of the first season, they break... Like, the guy breaks into the house. Kevin, turns out, has a gun, shoots the guy... Mm-hmm. And then everybody thinks he's a fucking hero, so now he decides he's going to run for public office. For mayor, I think. Something like that, yeah. I Something think it's like mayor that, yeah. Or governor or some shit like that. But whatever it is, councilman or someone, some fuck like that. So his father's super excited because his father's like, oh, you'll have a position of power. Meanwhile, Allison is apparently super upset because, one, it locks her into the marriage, which was like a nice allegory for the whole Trump-Melania uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And two, now she can't kill her husband because he's a public figure. Because apparently yeah. she's still up on this idea. Oh, and she also ruined another guy's life by having an affair with him. But yeah. I don't think that ended very And well. the last episode of, well, last season ends on them sort of freaking out, divulging to each other, like, what are we going to do now? His best friend, who's 
possibly, I think he's supposed to be a proxy for a what's-his-face and Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, Brad Garrett's character. That's his brother. No, I know, but I mean, this guy's like tall as him. He's a big, tall dude who's supposed to be kind of stupid. It's kind of like, I think that's, it's a pastiche of like different. I don't know why you always think it's Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, it has nothing to do with Everybody Loves Raymond. No, no, I'm saying like his character. Kevin can wait. No, but no, but Neil is supposed to be a proxy for somebody else. Yeah, there's probably a doofus best friend in Kevin Can Wait. You never watched it. I'm pretty certain there's nobody that like tall. Did you watch it? Why does this type matter? Uh, because there's a very specific reason, I'm sure they... There's not. You don't know that. I guarantee you there's <laughs> You don't not. know that. But in my estimation... You are giving this show way too much credit. Well, because I like the show. Obviously, it's quite apparent that Norton does not like the show. No, That's why Norton we have differing opinions. But I digress. Uh, he overhears, Neil overhears their plan. And the guy... Because for some reason, he's in a closet. I forget why. Um, I think he was supposed to surprise Kevin or some shit oh, like that. I think you're right, yeah. Um, for whatever reason. So he immediately, just because Kevin's his best friend, uh, goes and tries to choke out, even though he claims he was going for his cell phone, I believe, uh, tries to choke out Allison. And her brother, or her his sister, that always sort of stood by his side, no matter how stupid he he is or like the dumb things that he does she actually assaults him patty patty she cracks something over his head a bottle or some stuff like that and i mean obviously kind of goes from there where do we go so thus starts the second season ending or beginning on where we ended up the last season so they're scrambling to think what are we going to do with this person now he's is he conscious in the beginning of the episode? I don't remember. So they hit him with a bottle and it yeah. kind of knocked him out, but he's yeah, kind of waking up. Yeah. And so then, you know, Patty's like, you tried to choke her. He's like, I was reaching for my cell phone. Yeah. So then he's basically, he's starting to go a little more erratic about the whole, like, I'm going to tell Kevin you tried to murder him. Yeah. So she takes, Allison takes a teapot, mm-hmm. like one of those heavy like Like the metal tea ones. kettles. Yeah, like yeah. a tea kettle. Or the ceramic And one. bashes him in the head with it. And knocks him out. Mm-hmm. They eventually wind up getting him in Patty's basement. Yeah. At first they think he's dead or that he might be dead. Well, Patty thinks he might be dead. And Allison it, clearly doesn't give a shit. Well, and thus, I mean, from that point ensues just the... Uh, well, we're going to hear the talk about it. <laughs> well, I don't think it'll come through on there. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. If I could hear it, then everybody else could hear it. But mm. that's what happened with your dog, too, at some point. Oh, uh, yes. But... Uh, so the thus ensues initially the just what the hell are we going to do now the apprehension of is he dead is he not dead let's try to keep him alive because we don't want to go to jail even though they don't they very well might be in jail's path i mean they assaulted somebody well he assaulted her too so yeah that's the thing and i mean you do notice that like in the episode Patty is kind of weirdly torn because the first season explores Patty in a sense where Patty and Allison are not really friends at the beginning of the first season. They don't really talk. Mm. They don't really get along. And Allison needs somebody on her side for the whole I want to kill Kevin thing. Mm -hmm. So she eventually talks to Patty and kind of makes Patty realize, like, 
the only reason they include you is because they can beat you up like like they abuse you they talk you they talk to you down to you they think you're stupid yeah and so eventually patty comes to realize like yeah they don't really respect me so she joins allison's cause uh so in this season you'll well in this episode you notice that patty is kind of now torn between she's still on Allison's side because Allison keeps showing her the bruise on her neck and says, like, look what he did to me. Yeah. But Patty's also not stupid. She realizes that the whole reason Neil attacked her is because, yeah, she wants to kill Kevin. And she's still not sure if Allison still wants to kill Kevin mm. or not because I think at the end of the last season they had kind of come to the conclusion that maybe killing Kevin wasn't the best idea. Things are done sometimes in a... I mean, she seems like she's at her wit's end and... Like, she cannot take anymore. And in a sense, I could say who could blame Allison. Kevin is very annoying. He's very solipsistic. He fucking thinks that... And she even says it. She said it numerous times in the first season. And she said it at least once in this first episode of this season. Where she's like, the world revolves around Kevin. Which technically is a literal thing too when you think about it if he enters everything the scene everything becomes sunny everything becomes a joke everything well because becomes... he's the literal star of the show exactly so i mean the thing is that i can't necessarily blame her for wanting to kill her husband because at the like the very first i think episode the pilot uh he buys something that i believe it's like some jersey because they're from boston so it's somebody's jersey or somebody's sweatshirt that was on like some team or something like that which set them back probably thousands of dollars needlessly so i mean that is an asshole thing to do just to not like sort of consort with your wife or your significant other to say like is it okay to buy this I mean, he spends like nuts and under her nose, too. She doesn't know it. I don't think she has a job, right? No, I don't think she does. Okay. Because well, I was. I don't know, because I feel like once in a while we see her working at the liquor store, but then I don't know if she's oh, yeah, that, working no, that's, at the liquor store. That's right. I she think she had a job. She, she, she no, that's right. Because she worked at the liquor store with the other woman that's in this episode. Yeah. I was trying to. You just jogged my memory of where that woman was from. That was her coworker at the liquor store. That's yeah. right. Um, I do have an interesting thought, and I don't know if you'd agree with me because obviously you definitely have a predisposed thought on the show, which is it sucks. It now, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with you. I'm sure enough people would agree with me. I mean, granted, maybe there's reason why this show was canceled. You would probably say because it blows. For me, I would say... Well, and I'm not going to digress too much, but look at Warner Brothers and how much they're cleaning house right now. And look at how many shows AMC had at one point. I mean, their whole lot basically is predicated on The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, no. They are 100%. So, I mean, there were other good shows that they had that they either went to AMC+. Plus. Like, I could honestly, instead of AMC, even though the show's canceled and it's quote-unquote the final season, uh, I could see it more or less maybe thriving on AMC Plus because the people that want to see it will pay for AMC Plus. AMC? Yeah, but it was airing on AMC Plus when it came out. I thought it was AMC. No. No, it couldn't no, have it, been. It was on both because it well, airs it, on AMC and then that's Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying like streaming. I'm saying solely streaming like a uh, res- No, this show would have gotten canceled in like 2 seconds if it streamed only. The fact that it I'm can't talking survive about, on actual television doesn't—it's not going to survive on streaming. I mean, you possibly streaming series get canceled like 
Too sweet. I mean, it depends on, I guess, the higher ups how Plus, much I they're willing AMC to give the show. Plus, is like doing well. I'm sure they're going to end up also, like Discovery Plus, where they merge with like Discovery Plus is merging with HBO. Yeah, I'm sure AMC will eventually merge with somebody. But what I was going to say was, um, whether you agree with me or not, I do believe, at least in the first season, Allison's a fine character, and nope, I, I mean, trash. Let me finish. Trash. She's a fine character. Now, I mean, I find her interesting enough. Also, there's this, um, I guess if you want to say, and I'll be kind, I will. I mean, I'm not saying that the season is without its flaws. It's far from a perfect, or series. It's far from a perfect series. The concept is beautiful. I, I really think it's an awesome concept. The concept would be interesting if they actually stuck to it. Mm -hmm. The problem is that they got, like, sidetracked. But what I was going to say was um, Allison's story, because, again, she had, like, a love interest as well, which was a shoehorn to me in the first season. You don't see as much with them. I actually like Patty's story better, even though Patty's not the center of the series or anything like that. I think that she had shown a lot more growth and I was more interested in her path and her journey throughout the first season than I was Allison's. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna like Patty's story better. Well, because she had more depth, I think. It's because she, you know, discovered she's a lesbian or bi, but either well, way. Well, not even that. As just as you explore some sexuality, you're generally gonna make a better character than, oh, here's this selfish bitch that hates her husband, will not divorce him, and decides to go No, but I mean, not only that, but the fact that, like... Who has a baby on the way, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, not only that, it just the fact that at the very beginning, uh, Patty just seemed to be just one of the boys and content with that. And it seemed as though they were all against Allison. Now, she might have felt that in the very beginning, but there is like a progression where she's warming up to this person that initially you think she hates and she can't stand and that she's somebody that stands for everything that is fake and wrong with the world. So, I mean, I think that there's that progression. I mean, I still, I don't know if she's going to have as much of a progression this season, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. Raymond Lee, who plays the character of Sam, who's supposed to be Allison's love interest. I don't know if they're going to do much more with him. Well, he's doing Quantum Leap in the fall, so... If well, no, did, I mean, I'm, be... no, this... Well, I mean, this had to be filmed, like, at least last year. I mean, well, I'm sure yeah. this is all in the can, so it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, but I mean, if Quantum Leap is coming out in the fall, that means it was also filmed, like, previously. So he might not be in this because he was filming that. Oh, uh, Maybe. Because so far they haven't mentioned him. Uh, no, but it, it was only and the like first when, episode of this. What's her face? Patty and the cop go to get soup. They don't go to his diner. Even though no. every other time they go out in the first season, they pretty much go to his diner. No, that's true. Who knows? Um, but ultimately with this uh, first episode of this season, uh, long and the short of it is that Patty sort of has like a little bit of heart to heart with her brother because Allison still, even though she's freaking out, ab out about what she's done and what they will do and how they can handle this, where they can go to alleviate the situation because she keeps thinking, I could, I could solve this, I could solve this. Like, how do you solve something where every avenue doesn't seem like it would be a positive thing whatsoever? So there's a bit of tension that I could feel there. Patty is kind of feeling bad that she's roped into it, but at the same time, she does feel a little bit responsible. I mean, she was the first one who struck Neil. That's the thing. I mean, Patty's only torn because it's her brother. 
And it's her and brother. And they clearly don't have, like, a very good relationship anyway, because when they have their heart-to-heart, you know, well, yeah, he, the brother brings up the mother, and obviously the mother is a very sore subject, mm-hmm. and then she brings up the father, who is also yeah. apparently a sore subject. So yeah. these are two siblings that... They live together, but they, they don't, don't really live like together. Each other. Yeah, well, I don't think they live together. I thought they lived in the same house. Do they live in the same house? I think they do, but I, I could know. be mistaken. I thought, if I remember the first season correctly. I'm not sure, because the guy that was always at her house was the boyfriend that she eventually breaks uh, up with. Oh, yeah. So that huh. wasn't her brother. Yeah. But no, she, um, you know, her and the brother kind of have a very contentious relationship, obviously. And the brother, you know, he points out the fact that Patty is very eager to be liked, very eager to be accepted, and she's willing to sort of bend herself to fit in, mm-hmm. which is a little funny coming from him only because that's the whole thing Allison says to her in regards to breaking her away from the guys. Because she points out the fact that, like, oh, like, you let them make fun of you and you let them put you down, yeah. you know, just so you can fit in. Yeah. And that's how Allison recruits Patty to her side. So now Neil is trying it in the reverse. And Patty is, of course, kind of going with it because Neil brings up a very painful memory from their childhood or whatever, the high school in experience. Well, yeah, well, that she was or, a doormat. Patty, yeah, like, Patty was friends with another girl who apparently used her in a similar manner. Yeah. But again, it's, you know... I, I find it funny that Neil uses this tactic. Patty basically explains the tactic to Allison. And Allison, rather than go back and say, well, they did the same thing to you, just mm. ignores it and goes like, hey, well, he choked me out. And Patty's like, yeah, I'm tired of hearing you do that. Like, we're done. Like, yeah, you got choked out, but you also tried to kill his best friend. Yeah. No, it's it, and it's interesting because all the while this is happening, you have the obvious... A plot, I suppose you could say, if you want to call it an A plot, of Kevin now writing sort of high on his, okay, I'm going to press the flesh, I'm going to, like, shake hands and kiss baby. That's such a nasty saying. It's an old saying. Yeah, that sounds like an old saying. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But I'm going to kiss babies and meet people and get my name out there and whatnot. Like, that's all well and grand, but his dad, who plays Peter. Nope. Peter, yeah, Peter McRoberts, that's his name. Yeah, but you didn't say the actor's name. No, well, I was about to get to that. Brian Howe. There we go. Who plays Peter. Uh, his dad's like, well, you need re- name recognition. You need a brand. So his whole thing is, well, we need to get you out there. We need to get you into the media. And he is super about making like a TV spot for him. Going as far as, which I thought was an interesting... Not angle, but an interesting detail, I suppose you could say. Uh, going as far as to... Because you don't see him a whole lot of his personality. Not that you really need to in the first season. You go as far as uh, to make a storyboard for the actual commercial. Which it's kind of like, alright, he has an artistic angle, I suppose. Do we need to know that? Is that a detail that is any where important I mean, to is central to the plot I no it's not it but is to show like how much of a piece of shit kevin is again because that he can't do shit for himself no if you'd let me finish my thought what is because when he when the father shows him the storyboard kevin's like oh you drew this yourself kind of like he sounds impressed for a minute and the father's like oh yeah well you know i got a little and he goes well you're terrible at it See, I didn't hear that only because I was in the kitchen, so I didn't hear that detail. Right, you don't need to care. It's a terrible <laughs> show. Well, I mean, I was in the kitchen fixing up something, it and I was just hearing none it. Of your attention. But um, 
so they go out they go to i guess a parking lot to film this this whole pitch uh it's a tv spot well technically the pitch is what he was doing uh but yeah they film go to film the tv spot we don't hear or no he tries to uh, show it to his wife once like the rough cut and whatnot whereas allison i guess scheming thinks you know what this is not you thinking that you know what she could so she could sabotage talks him. to neil and neil points out the fact that like so here's the other thing mm. i don't really also understand why allison doesn't try the same argument she made with patty to neil in terms to get her on the side because again allison fails to to point out the fact that kevin treats neil like shit and just has him around because he's a yes man and has him around because he's stupid and he makes him look good yeah. she does not make any of these arguments instead she's basically just like oh woe is me like my husband doesn't like me because i nag and neil's like yeah well why would you like anyone who nags mm -hmm. so she finally realizes that like oh in order to get him to do what i want i should just manipulate him mm -hmm. which is what she ends up doing for the tv spot because once she sees that he shot the ad she's like oh okay well this is first of all she probably does think it's bad because it is a bad spot and the other thing that she thinks is like, well, here's my opportunity to get him to do what I want. Because originally she starts with an egg and she notices a reaction. Yeah. And she realizes like, well, in order to get him what I, to do what I want, I need to like sort of make it feel like it's his idea. I mm -hmm. need to be on board and be a, like all about it. Yeah. So that's what she does. She manipulates him mm -hmm. into creating an ad that in her mind will completely destroy his chances of becoming mayor mm -hmm. which she does technically succeed in yeah unfortunately he also then becomes in the trump sense a man of the people so that the people and like really a viral like sensation he, yeah, he becomes like internet famous basically which initially i, I was or thinking local tv famous which i was thinking to myself okay if they make her like be a person of like all right she's already tried the extreme murder angle that didn't work out now she could try it again or it seemed as though and for a moment when she was sort of getting him psyched up about self-immolating and doing his own spot uh, i was thinking well this might be like an interesting angle she's learning and she's doing the path of least resistance like you have somebody enough rope they'll hang themselves but apparently yes it backfired and even though he was out of the running because he also uh, threatened in a roundabout way the, uh, the other incumbent, I think. The mayor. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was the mayor. The mayor is the one who was to choose the candidate. Yeah. And so he has like a dartboard with the mayor's face on it and he yeah. shoots a dart at it. Yeah. And it's supposed to be in Allison's, uh, the way Allison explained it was it was supposed to show camaraderie because it's to show that Kevin can play darts with the mayor. Uh, but obviously it just shows him throwing yeah. a dart at the mayor like he's targeting yeah. him for terror so yeah she ultimately i mean at first because he's out of the running she feels really good she wants to take her friend that used to work at the liquor store uh with her who's like massively depressed i guess she's her friend going... is upset because her husband cheated on her and she yeah. found out about it so now they're going through i guess some divorce or what have you so yeah she's trying to deal with the fact that she's no longer going to be with this man mm -hmm. which again is another painting of the sad american housewife who mm -hmm. has spent her life bending over backwards for a man only to be fucked over but because she is as you would say uh what's the term they use in institutionalized mm. because she's institutionalized she doesn't like what are you recording no i'm recording i'm just oh. looking at the time because she's institutionalized she doesn't know a better life so she now she's like super upset and she doesn't know how to handle it 
And Allison is, of course, trying to tell her, like, hey, it's great, it's going to be good. But pay for it to run, like, multiple times throughout the day. Yeah, so they go to the bar, apparently just in a celebratory mood. She gets drunk at the bar because of both. Like, she was in a celebratory mood at the beginning, but, like, once the commercial airs again, the entire bar rallies around the TV. And I don't even know, I don't think, I mean... Personally, if I were her, I would take the advantage to drink for free. But, I mean, that kind of comes a little later. But the whole bar is like, this guy is amazing. He is one of us. Which, if you've seen the commercial, if you've watched the episode, the commercial is probably almost as dumb as the original commercial that he shot. I mean, the difference is they didn't get through the entire spot of his thing. All he was doing was spelling his name out. And that was that. In the original, in the original yeah, one, he just spells his name. this one is more. And in this one, he doesn't say his name at all. He doesn't say his name at all, and it, it looks more like um, I'm trying to think of like a. It looks like almost like a Tim and Eric bit. Yeah, in a or sense, like a bad dating video, or a bad dating video. Um, but like I mean, he's trying to audition for the real world. Yeah, but I mean, you see that this person who doesn't even say his name. It wants to run for public office is just a giant man child. So he's literally putting his full self out to the public. I, Allison would think, well, you know what? He's just gonna he's gonna do himself a disservice. People are not gonna like him. He's gonna be a laughing stock when obviously the opposite happens. So she feels shitty because she's like, like I can't win. He always wins. Like no matter what I do. Like, it, everything's in his favor. So, to me, I would be a little depressed because, yes, there's the option of divorce. There's always divorce. Or she could just fucking leave. Or like, she could again, leave. The, my, my biggest pet peeve with this series is the idea that she is mysteriously trapped in this relationship. And, mm -hmm. and I say mysteriously because it's genuinely not well explained why she can't fucking leave. And I get, again, that it's supposed to be an allegory for the idea that, like... You feel helpless in an abusive relationship. You know there's an escape, but you won't take it. Or maybe you just don't see what's right in front of you. Yeah. But it aggravates me to no end that that is what they base the premise on. Is the idea that one, she's willing to kill him because she quote-unquote can't escape. Or two, in this case, she decides she's going to kill herself via DUI. Yeah. And then later she decides at the end of the episode that she's going to fake her own death to get out of the relationship. Oh, uh, we're getting, again, yeah, I mean, we were getting stupid. slightly ahead of ourselves, but yeah, that's, that no, no, I was just going to map it out. Like, obviously she gets so drunk that she's like, oh, fuck it, I'll drive, I don't care. And yeah, she drives into a ditch, technically. I thought it was a tree at I first. I thought it was a tree, too. But no, it turns out to be a ditch. She ends up in the hospital where obviously, um, uh, Patty has in interred uh So Patty uh, brought Neil to the hospital yeah. because he was starting to have genuine like he was uh, black concussion out. episodes. Yeah. And so she was worried about him. Allison comes home to find he's gone and gets upset at Patty and Patty's like, you know what, fuck off. Yeah. Like, it's my brother, I don't want to go to jail for him dying. Yeah. I don't want him to die. So And the only reason Allison gets off of the DUI is because apparently cops know this. Because the person. cops realize that it's Kevin's wife. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I or guess in a sense. Wild man or wild Worcester, child? yeah. Wild, wild man, wild I think. Something. Yeah. But, um, so it's like, all right, that kind of suited her well in that sense. But yeah, ultimately she kind of goes back to like, well, what if I kill myself? Like, 
figuratively what if i just so i'm figuring she maybe next episode she's gonna try to get off the grid somehow she goes to the library she to goes try to the library. look up how to fake your own death yeah but it's blocked well yeah i mean because it's a library part. but yeah so now her her genuine goal for this season instead of murdering kevin because now he's a public figure and everyone will pay attention is to fake her own death mm. yeah which it's like I mean, again, I uh, never. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that because I see your frustration, and oddly enough, in a sense, and this is going to sound maybe a little bit silly, especially coming from me to you, but it seems as though you might be thinking a little bit too much into the series in terms of like what they're trying to achieve. I know what they're trying. I believe I know what they're trying to achieve. Just pure satire. Now, if I can't put myself in the showrunner's head because I'm not hurt, but I would think if I was the creator of this, the idea would come about because, and this has always been my idea, whenever I've watched sitcoms, I've always been pissed about them, especially the aforementioned ones, because it's like, you see this person, a Kevin James type or Kevin James himself in either of his series, and you're like, this guy's doing such stupid shit how could a wife put up with this and so maybe a light bulb goes off like above your head and you're like wait a minute what if like there was another side to the wife we always see the man's perspective and his jokes and he's always the life of the party he always has the best punchlines, and the wife always seems kind of like the one who's the party pooper and everything but i mean what if we actually saw her side of things. I mean, she's another person. She has perspective. She has feelings and opinions. What if we went on her side of things? I mean, that is basically how I would pitch the story. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I get it. I do get that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like the execution is awful. Because one, they do use the whole, you know, whenever he's around, it's a sitcom setup. Whenever he's not around, it's yeah. quote-unquote real world. So, yeah. And that's fine. I have nothing against that. Mm -hmm. I just don't like where they took it because, okay, fine. You want to look at the sitcom wife and explore her and everything? Mm -hmm. Well, now you're just making her an asshole from one of those fucking books where it's like, oh, it's the woman that drinks too much wine all the time and thinks everyone's trying to murder her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I don't like the fact that the sitcom wife... Not that I'm saying she needs to be perfect or anything, no, but yeah. she's a little too far the other way. Like, oh, you know, it's it's like if you took the sitcom premise, but mm -hmm. it was a gay couple, and one of them was Walter White. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah. the lights go out, mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're following Walter White. And you're like, mm -hmm. why the fuck is he Walter White? It's funny because, I mean, I this is just... Like, she's an anti No, 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 now. yeah, no, I, well, what I was going to say, and I fully agree with you, I fully agree. Uh, what I was going to get at, sort of going on that sky, is, and it's just conjecture, but maybe, like, the the initial premise was exactly how we thought it would be, but because it's pitched to AMC, what does AMC love? Oh, yeah. They love anti-heroes, so what if the original script, because, just because you have a script that a network uh, loves, or a, st uh, a cable station loves, doesn't necessarily mean a lot of things can change and not because of the creators it can change because of the higher ups the execs all of those people could be like you know what let's make this person a bit more anti-hero and even though you're like you know what that wasn't my original decision that was my original vision 
you you're beholden to them. Yeah. So I could see where AMC is like, we want to make her more of a Walter White character because oh, yeah, that succeeded to us. So yeah. I could see where the initial premise yeah. was as we actually would have liked it more, where it's kind of like it flows a little better. It, and it's funny because having written the uh, recaps and the reviews of the first season and liking them, I'm going to be quite honest. Watching this first episode of the second season, even though I liked it, I'm th I was thinking to myself, maybe I'm kind of glad that it's the final season because in my mind, I was thinking with all this that's happening, I could not fathom a third or fourth or whatever season because where can you go from that? I mean, if they really wrap it up nicely in this season, which I'm hoping they do, because uh, they have enough time to really think it through and say, you know what, we don't have to worry about like other seasons and yeah, like they knew this was coming. Yeah, so, that so works out. it works out only if they have the advantage. Only if um, they, it, it's the ending. I think the ending will ultimately get me if the ending is really well done. They say that about movies too. It could be like a terrible like second and third act, but in the third act, if you wow them, people will love it. That's what people will remember. The funny thing, and I'm just going to sort of put this as an aside before we leave you guys, is Vince Gilligan recently uh, was interviewed, creator of Breaking Bad, and he said something interesting that I think you would find funny too. Uh, he's like, initially when I was on board with Walter White, like it was a story that like I wanted to see and I, I was really behind this character that had cancer and whatnot. But, like, as seasons progressed, the further I got away from this character, like, not got away from writing him or anything, but the further I distanced myself from this character. And maybe he deserved the fate that he had because he's like, if he really wanted to save himself with cancer, there were so many hands that were going to willing to help him out. But he refused them. So the more the series progressed in that in that realm the more I didn't like this character. So this is somebody who created the character saying the more he became an anti-hero, the more I wasn't really behind, like, behind yeah, the side. Yeah, because the original premise of Breaking Bad was that it was a guy who finds out he has cancer yeah. who only decides to make meth in order to set up kind of like a trust fund for his family. Yeah. And to sort of pay for his, I think, chemo and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it evolves into this insane story where it's like, oh, well, it also turns out that the guy has been taken advantage of his whole life. Yeah. And he gets a little bit of power and all of a sudden he decides, like, fuck it, I'm going, like, full yeah. Manhattan. Well, he's going full Heisenberg. Yeah. But the thing is that that's why a lot of people like it, too, because it's kind of like people love a badass. Well, they like the fantasy aspect. And the fantasy aspect, you know, I get it. It's the whole Scarface shit. Yeah. Everybody likes the idea of a man mm. that like fucking takes control of his own life, regardless of whether it ends in a horrible mm. bloody shootout and he yeah. dies. They don't care about that part, which yeah. is stupid to me. And I the only thing I can kind of give credit to the series for is the idea that with respect to the way Allison kind of devolves in the series, or maybe the way that looking at the sitcom wife closer will reveal is the fact that like perhaps the pair really does belong together because he's a horrible human being outright to be like, fair i was the, thinking I, I was oddly enough she's a horrible being behind the scenes no oddly enough so it's almost, it's almost like the argument for no. why that couple is together but it's almost like funnily enough uh you stole the words right out of my mouth or the thoughts right out of my head when i was thinking when i was like mid uh, episode uh, the other night because i'm like all right i get her character i get all the characters and where they're coming from but 
in a sense, like as I was watching her, I'm like, she doesn't necessarily. Yes, I feel bad for her because she's with a shit husband uh, who doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. I don't feel bad for her because she doesn't care about anyone. But but, but the thing is that I was also thinking, but look at the way she's acting. I mean, it's it two 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 peas in a pod in yeah, a sense. It is, and I mean, again, as I said earlier, that's why I think that's one of the reasons why you can't um, feel sympathy. No, King of Queens works so well. Oh. Because you got to see why these two characters were actually together. Mm. Yes, it's the oafish fat man with the ridiculously hot wife, but his ridiculously hot wife is also very, very, like, I hate to use the word feisty, but they always, like, love that buzzword. But she, no, she's yeah. a very outspoken individual. She has a hot temper. She has, you know, very certain quirks about her. She's not necessarily a catch as it will. Yes, she's physically attractive, but she has a lot of problems. Where it's like, yeah, he's maybe not the best physical specimen, but he kind of balances her out. In that yeah, way. well, that's and you bring, do bring up like an interesting point because but with Allison and and Kevin, well, they they're two different worlds because they're the they're the exact same. Yeah, they're both selfish assholes. Who the only big difference between them is that he is happy being in this fucked up relationship, and she's not. Yeah, she doesn't see what she is. Mm-hmm. I think he understands at least to some degree. If he doesn't understand what he is, he's happy in ignorance. Well, yeah, I would consider him more ignorant she sees than herself anything as a else. Victim. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't understand that she's the villain. But I think in order to make a concept like that, it, it, like you have to have those. Ext- I don't see how you can't have those extreme separate things where, because two different worlds, same sort of personality, just in two different ways for this series. But in like a sitcom, you see them. Yes two opposites but you see them sort of complement and i'd hate to say i'm not first of all i'm not dear audience saying anything good about sitcoms or these types of sitcoms because i do not like them but sort of going on norton's side for a moment and i join the dark side no i'm gonna hate myself for saying this but well okay i I could deal with cookies um i can fuck with cookies I can't fuck with cookies, but fuck with cookies. Uh, but the thing is that at least in a sitcom, you see these two people going at it in the same reality. I mean, they don't have two separate realities yes. now that it's easier to digest. Hence why they're sitcoms. Hence why they're on networks. Then, I mean, this is what people like. They like brain candy. This is supposed to be the anti brain candy. It's I don't necessarily think it's making fun of the people that like sitcoms i really don't think it has that malicious intent to say you know what like you're if you like sitcoms you're the person that likes kevin because you like this because whatever kevin says and all the humor basically in whenever kevin enters the picture all the jokes and everything they're not funny so amazing i love his section so much but the thing is that they're they're not supposed to be funny they're supposed to be like stupid funny because that's sort of well that's a treatise on sitcom humor sitcom humor is like lowest hanging fruit lowest common denominator like the like 10 jokes a page at least a couple of them will land even though a couple will just be straight out horrible and like worse than dad jokes so i mean i know that it's making fun of sitcoms but I think it's not making fun of the people that watch sitcoms. Personally, I don't think so. No. I mean, again, it's if you want to make any kind of a statement about it, 
judging sitcoms, I would almost say that it would be, it's almost like a wrestling match between dramedy versus comedy. Where it's like, you know, you get the comedy every time Kevin's in the room and they yeah. do the whole sticky sitcom thing. Yeah. And then you get the dramedy with Allison and everything that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they're like, oh, look, here's Atlanta versus here's Kevin Can Wait. Which one would you rather have? And it's like, I would rather have Kevin Can Wait because Atlanta sucks. Much like this show. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird comparison. And I, like, I don't think that really makes any sense. No, it sense, 100% but... works. Yeah. But... Anyway, they bleed uh, all the color. There's absolutely nothing funny going on. Nothing good is happening. But I mean, to be fair, like if I, I mean, I would call you a company man if I didn't, if I knew that you actually company man. Yeah, because you're all for like the networks, ABC, CBS, yes, NBC, I like network television, places I don't think that have. Television is bad. Or no, I shouldn't even say all of those because technically, it's um, CBS that basically. Has I think they're the only hold off or holdout right uh, for comedies that actually have laugh tracks because be NBC honest, I don't notice I want to say NBC and ABC they're the ones that are comedy but they don't have their single camera because the only comedies that have uh, laugh tracks are multi camera so your Big Bang Theory your Kevin Can Wait your King of Queens or the King of Queens was on on CBS possibly possibly. But any multi-camera sitcom. So this is trying to go multi... And this is what I do like about Kevin Can Fuck Himself, too, because it goes it goes between multi-cam and single-cam. So there's a distinct difference outside of the color palette of them as well. So it this series has a lot going for it. Again, the premise is good. The execution is terrible. But that's what we'll say about leading up to the second episode. Now... Will we feel different about the second episode? Highly doubtful, but no. obviously it's always nice to sort of go back and forth on these things. And I'm sure, it's going to suck as much as the first. Uh, we shall see. Oh no, Neil's getting out of the hospital, and now he's got a weird shaved head, so he looks like a fucking new one. Oh uh, yeah, we did see that in the uh, preview. Yep. But uh, that is our take on this, and we will see you again like when the next episode airs next week. So thank you for listening. Good night.